Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And in this show, we'll explore topics of sustainable living, all aspects of health and wellness of people and planet, and how we're all interconnected. Join us on this journey to live better and more sustainably by improving our health, our families, and the world with the choices that we make. Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany Choose to Care podcast. My name's Tiffany. I'm your host for today, and we are going to be talking about plant-based meats, or the, the fake meats as people are calling them out there. But they were brought to you for a reason, and I just wanted to go over two of the most popular ones. So it's going to be the Impossible Meat or Impossible Burger, Impossible Foods, and then Beyond Meat or the Beyond Burger. And so I have tried both of them. I wanted you to know that. And I only tried the Impossible once, though, because I found out a lot of information about it when it came out. I was so excited because it was at Fat Burger, and I thought, oh, that's so cool you know, a plant-based meat at Fat Burger. you know, that's when it first kind of started coming out in different fast food places. And so I went for their little launch. You know, the interesting thing is it was called kind of a vegan burger before. And then when they started using the term plant-based, people really didn't know what plant-based was, what that meant. So for the Impossible Burger, it is uh, a soy-based product. But we're going to start with the Beyond Meat. So the Beyond Meat is a plant-based. It's without GMOs and they source their protein from uh, a pea protein, a mung bean, a faba bean, uh, brown rice, and it's actually really good. I like it a lot. Um, They do a burger. They do a chicken, which I've not tried. They do a Beyond Sausage, which I had quite a bit during my rotation in COVID. Um, They do a ground beef, they do jerky, and they do meatballs. So the spaghetti and meatballs are really good, and we would make that a lot. So as you do your research on it, and I guess it really depends on why you want to have a plant-based meat. Why why is it that you want to eat it? Do you want to eat it for health reasons? Do you want to eat it for climate change, to help with climate change, since we hear about animal agriculture and how it affects climate? Um, or do you want to eat it for the love of the animals and and to have less of them slaughtered because we do kill over a billion animals for our food supply? So that would be one. Some people are all of them. Um, some people really just have one choice of why they want to. For me, it was for animals. and And it was a transition for me because I really do believe that whole foods, you know, whole and nutritious foods are going to be your best option. But it's a nice way to sort of bridge that gap between somebody who was eating meat and trying to get to another place and kind of figuring out your way, right? So that's kind of, to me, where these plant-based meats come in. And so, you know, just remember, they're still, they're very processed. They're very highly processed. They're high in sodium and they have a lot of additives to them and like, you know, they'll add minerals to them. And so this one has flavors and colors that's got beet juice and, and an apple extract. Um, and they state that they have no cholesterol, no antibiotics, no hormones. And, you know, that is when you compare it to animals and in the way we raise our animals for food, you know, the factory farming that is really horrific on our land, on our animals and you know, they do use antibiotics and they do use hormones unless you get them otherwise. And so the Beyond Meat is the number one 
selling plant-based burger. And you see it a lot at different restaurants and fast food places now. So it has 18 ingredients and the Impossible Burger actually has a few more ingredients, which I didn't even realize it was 21 ingredients. And the other thing that they both have, which is a little concerning, is they have um, inflammatory oils in them. So the Beyond Meat uses an expeller pressed canola oil. And canola oil is from a rapeseed plant and it's a vegetable oil. And so it actually, they have these omega-6s that are found in these oils. You know, some of these old other oils that, that the Beyond Meat doesn't have, but some of the oils that to be aware of just for your own health, um, inflammatory oils are, you know, any of the seed oils, sunflower, uh, corn, safflower, soy, vegetable. So keep in mind that the oils that are good for you are olive oil, avocado oil, butter and ghee, although those are animal products, and flaxseed oil. But definitely pay attention to temperature with these oils. So olive oil should not be used at really high temperatures. And so that's why canola oil is probably a choice because it can be used at high temperatures. Impossible uses coconut oil, but also sunflower oil, which is used in a lot of packaged and processed products, high in omega-6 fats. But I just wanted you to keep in mind of, you know, some of the ingredients that are in these. So when I go out, if I'm at a restaurant and there's nothing on the menu that's more on the the vegan side or the plant-based side that I want, sometimes I go for the Beyond Burger and, you know, I really like it. And for a while we were buying it, we would put it on the barbecue, the sausage and the, and the spaghetti and meatballs. Really, I'm telling you, you got to try the spaghetti and meatballs. They are really, really tasty. I don't know what's in them though that makes them so tasty. I kind of got like obsessed with them a little, like I'd have a a bowl of spaghetti meatballs and then I just want more. And I'm not really one to fiend over food like that, but for these I did. So it makes me a little curious, but like I said, they're great. If you're going to a barbecue and you just don't want to, you know, put somebody out because they have to come up with a different type of menu for you. If they're barbecuing the their traditionals, favorites of animal products, then, you know, bring bring some Beyond Meat burgers with you. It's just something that's easy. And so the difference with that is you've got the Impossible Burger. Now, the interesting thing about the Impossible Burger, when I was at Fat Burger and I was asking them all sorts of questions, was that it's not created for vegans. It was actually created for meat eaters because it's so similar to meat. Do you know a lot of people that I've met along the way that are vegans and plant-based they don't necessarily want something that substitutes meat. They don't want the flavor of an animal, right? They enjoy plants and and the different sort of recipes that they come up with to be plant-based. And so I thought that was interesting. So again, that's why it's a bridge. So if you are somebody who's a meat eater and you want to try and move into plant-based, it's a nice way to to try that out. But there are people that are actually meat eaters, continue to be meat eaters, and love the Impossible Burger. And that's the interesting part, right? They choose that because they think it's healthier and they get the same, you know, texture and feel of meat without it being meat. And they charge top dollar at restaurants. I was at a restaurant and they were charging $32 for a hamburger, which was impossible. I was very surprised by that. So price-wise, just so you know, It's not inexpensive. So unfortunately, an animal meat is going to be less expensive to buy, which is kind of hard to believe. But, you know, they are a little pricier, but it's great if you can just, you know, 
like I said, if you're going somewhere, you just buy a little, you know, I think it comes in a box of eight or something for the, for the burgers. That could be um, something you could take and then share and introduce it to other people. Now, I did find that Impossible had, I felt a little less transparency on their website. And Impossible Foods, I guess now has beef, chicken, pork, meatballs, and they have bowls. Um, but at the key ingredient of the Impossible Burger, well, we've got, it's, it's soy and it's genetically modified soy. So that's a little bit of a concern. For me, I stay away from genetically modified foods. I know that is for some up for debate still, which I don't understand how if you change the structure of a, f- of a food. So let's just give an example. So this is probably a whole nother talk, but just really quickly, the, the most genetically modified crops here in the States are cotton. The canola comes from the rapeseed plant, corn, soy, and sugar from the sugar beet. So being that it is genetically modified soy, that's a concern. And then the key ingredient of the Impossible Burger, it has something that others don't have, and it's it's called heme. And I didn't really see it on the website, although I felt like it used to be there. You know, heme is 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 what makes your your medium Impossible Burger juicy and tastes like meat. Now, the reason for that is animals have high levels of hemoglobin in their muscles, and so this heme, while vegan. It's also new. It's new. And the heme that they use is called leg hemoglobin. And it's the root nodules of soybeans. And so Impossible Foods takes that DNA from soybeans and inserts it into genetically engineered yeast, um, which is then fermented to produce this heme. And that's what gives you kind of the juicy, kind of feel like it's blood from the animal. I know. So yes, it's vegan, but no, it's not GMO free. And so that's a big concern for me. So even for the people that are out there that don't believe that GMOs are bad, let's just look at it this way. The reason why we modify those crops is to withstand heavy amounts of pesticides. So it's the seed that's genetically modified and then it grows. And then we spray crazy amounts of herbicides and pesticides on this crop let's say it's soy. And so the reason why it was modified is to be able to withstand these herbicides and pesticides, one of them being glyphosate. So even if you believe that restructuring the DNA of a plant is healthy for you, not to be confused with crossbreeding, separate conversation again, just think about why it was created to withstand this. And so now it's in your soil, it's growing systemically in your plant. And now this particular meat is only genetically modified, right? It comes from genetically modified soy. And then the additional ingredient of this heme that is sort of a lab-grown, fermented soy, it's just all, it's all a lot of chemicals going into your body. So for that, that's a really big concern for me. You won't find that heme in any other plant-based product. So that is currently exclusive to the impossible foods. But I would say that there are not, there's not enough long-term studies on this. And while I do want to save and help billions of animals, for sure, I just don't know if doing it with, you know, technological foods that could be harmful to your health is the right answer. So when it comes to impossible foods versus Beyond Meat, I have to say, I'm going to choose Beyond Meat for sure. 
It just doesn't have the variables of something that we don't know enough about. And I have to say, I guess I'm kind of like the other vegans and plant-based out there, which is I don't necessarily need it to taste like meat. You know, if somebody could come out with a really great, less processed, more fresh sort of plant-based burger, I would be into that, you know, just to have it in that shape, right? But a lot of times it has to have fillers to hold that shape. You know, there's a great burger that I really like, actually. Ah, I'm introducing something else. It's the Akua Burger. I want to have her on and interview her, but we'll talk more about that since we're just talking about these two, because these are the two that you see out there all the time. Do you know when Gardein first came out, they were a pea protein and now they've moved to soy. And when Beyond Meat first came out, they were soy and they moved to a pea protein. And so that's why I, I like the Beyond Meat a little bit better. In fact, I actually... I bid on a Beyond Meat truck to have a party with so that I could introduce it to other people. You know, because people that are not vegans don't really reach out to try those type of things. Why would they? they they're meat eaters. They want to eat meat. But sometimes I like to share it with people because it does taste pretty good. I just think it is a processed food, right? So you don't want to have it as a staple in your diet. I think it's, you know, everything in moderation. So you know, like I said, it's great to take to a barbecue or, you know, have once in a while, or if you're, if you're just new to this and are trying to make the transition, that's a great way to help you jumpstart and get into that mindset. And so where I was doing the Beyond Sausage a lot, I did stop doing that. And I haven't done the meatballs in a while, but just because I haven't been doing a lot of pasta. Um, and since I've been home a lot, I've just been doing more whole foods. So I just wanted to reiterate that they are processed. You know, they do have several additives. Um, some of the fats that that the Beyond Meat uses, they do say cocoa butter, coconut oil, but it's that canola oil that really gets me. The carbs are potato starch. And, you know, they do say they use less water. They both say less water, less land, fewer greenhouse gas emissions. And I get that. But I think it's a little bit interesting when you talk about that. I won't get deep into it because there is something called an LCA, a life cycle assessment, which is an environmental accounting system that depends on some variables. So when they're making the assessment of water use, land, greenhouse gases, there is a, a way in which they account for that. And it depends on a lot of different things. But if you do regenerative farming, that's a whole other story because we need farm animals to cultivate that soil and really make it healthy. And so there's all these variables, right? Everything depends. And so, again, that would be another conversation. But I would just keep in mind, if you are out there eating meat, I would be very mindful and careful of the meat you're eating because just grabbing that 99-cent burger is not healthy either. So you really want to know the source of where your meat comes from. These factory farmed animals are eating from genetically modified crops. And then that's not good for you either because you're intaking the genetically modified foods that they eat, as well as the hormones and antibiotics that are given to these animals. How are they killed? I know we don't like to think about that, but if they're going down some kind of slaughter line and they see each other, can you imagine the fear that must be going through an animal seeing their family member, their baby, their you know, their, their friend, that 
fear that cortisol that's released in their body is then something that you're consuming? And is that something you want to consume? It's a whole thing. And I, I know people are more mindful of it now. And some people are, while not completely not eating meat at all, flexitarian is a term you hear a lot. You're like, what's a flexitarian? It's like, well, you maybe eat meat sometimes. Or if you go to somebody's home, I think nobody ever wants to be a pain to be a guest at somebody's home, right? So you might bring your own food. Um, you might bring something like a Beyond Meat with you so that it's easier for the host to take care of you. Or you just might eat a little bit of what they have, like a little bit of meat and more vegetables. I'm all, you know, if you're going to do that, I would always think that to reverse what you might know is meat is not the main course. Meat should be like the little sideshow, right? It should be more vegetables. But then I know people that eat just meat. So it really depends. It all depends. I would say how you feel, your health, your blood type could play a role. I know that when I stopped eating meat, well, I stopped eating meat and pasta because I eat pasta pretty regularly. So I probably did that both around the same time, but I am telling you, I felt so much better. I was so sluggish, especially from the pasta too, like just tired. It just doesn't, it doesn't really give you that nutrition and that oomph I feel that you need. And especially the next morning, I used to also eat late. So we'd have pasta at like, you know, nine o'clock at night. I mean, that's just the worst. And then when I'd work out in the morning, I would just feel so sluggish. But now eating more plants, more vegetables, I feel so much better. I really do. And when I do a green juice, I just get invigorated. So there is something to that. So the impossible meats, well, it's never really been in the human diet before, right? So this is something brand new. And while I would say <laughs> it's definitely a miracle in engineering, uh, I just don't believe that it's a food that we should be eating. I, I really believe that eating whole foods that are nutritious with vitamins and minerals that the body recognizes and can absorb and that's from real food. So with that, if I had to choose, I would go for the Beyond Meat. It's a great transition. You can do it in moderation and I think you'll be okay. So I hope that helps clear up a, a few questions that people were having between the impossible and Beyond Meat. And you'll now see a lot of information coming out about lab-grown meat. Now this is actual meat. This is animal, an animal product that they're doing things in labs with, with DNA and possibly stem cells. So more to come on that. This is just about the plant-based meats that are out there and which one is healthier for you. So I hope that was helpful for you. And thank you for listening. You can follow me at Green with Tiffany on Instagram, Facebook, and I guess Twitter is now X, right? Is that what we're calling it? I, so strange. Okay. So thanks for listening. I'm Tiffany. And um, if you found this valuable, I would love a share and a review. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. You can find me at greenwithtiffany.com and on Instagram. Till next time, choose to care.